I'm here, the gorge. <laughs> Just like you are. You can go to your table. We were assigned this one. <laughs> you will leave. I will eat my ribs with a hamburger, <laughs> a slice of ham, and a bunch of cold shrimp right next to it in peace. And you, and be quick about it. I have two tickets to see that Cirque du Soleil show where they combine animals with sex somehow. You know, seximals. <laughs> That's the new. It's the new hot Cirque du Soleil show that's sweeping the nation. Uh, seximals. What are they doing? They're animals having sex. <laughs> seximals. <laughs> I don't know how they got that giraffe on that trampanzee, but whatever. <laughs> Sexables. <laughs> whatever works. I could just see a bunch of people going to that show just thinking, like, they're really animals, not people painted like animals. You know, like, usually they how'd have, How'd you get like... that wolf up there? Get down from there, wolf! <laughs> usually they have, like, really classy music, you know, like the Beatles or something, but this one just starts with the Bloodhound game. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Black Betty with that. <laughs> it's like, you know, sexables based on the music of Ram Jam. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds, I mean, the name works. Right? And then it's just like Black Betty for like 45 minutes straight. <laughs> like this show is insufferable. I would leave, except I'm really into this uh, animal sex business that's going on up on stage. Black Betty family, I'm full. Black Betty family, you do it hard. Family, lost her mind. Family, she's so rock steady. Family, she's always ready. Family, whoa, Black Betty. <laughs> 35 minutes later, you're just like, oh. <laughs> there's not enough. People dressed up as animals having sex in the world for this. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want, it don't get no lava. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga, let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop sock. But these words people threw around. Humans. Monsters. Heroes. Villains. To Victor, it was all just a matter of semantics. Someone could call themselves a hero and still walk around killing dozens. Someone else could be labeled a villain for trying to stop them. Plenty of humans were monstrous and plenty of Monsters knew how to play at being human. That's right. This week's Pop Saga, we are talking villains. Our top 10 video game villains. Yes, it's another list episode, but with a <laughs> twist. I'm John Mann, a member of Dead Cell, an explosive expert with a taste for the fine wine and pointless rollerblading. I'm joined by Forest Act and his intimidating voice and haunting visage. And who is defeated by Master Chief, not in an epic final fight, but in a cutscene. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Forest Act. Are you ready to list it up? Why, sure I am. Man, it really upset me when that master chef came along. And I thought for sure he's going to cook me a delicious meal. And it turns out it was here to kill me. And he did so without even pushing the A button one time. Sadness. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that quote, by the way, was by V. Schwab from Vicious. V. Schwab well, there you go. from Vicious. I thought it sounded cool, so I said I'd read it. So there you go. V. Schwab, Vicious. Very cool. How much money do we get from V. Schwab? <laughs> Actually, we owe her $17.50. Uh-oh. I know good business, man. <laughs> Wait. You know good business, comma, man? Or... You know good businessman. <laughs> the latter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the former. That's that's fair. I mean, both would be wrong, but the latter is more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, our our uh, I want to take a quick diversion before we start, but yeah, shoot. You know, of course, our our spooky uh, our spooky shows are over, yeah. but uh, to let to. Uh, sort of uh, let people behind the curtain a little bit. We're recording this a day after All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween, as it's sometimes called. Um, and uh, I already told you this about, about this, but I just had to share with the uh, audience at large uh, my experience of seeing uh, what I believe to be the real Michael Myers yeah. up, up, up here in Seattle, uh, the Seattle area. Mm. Um, he was riding a one-wheel. <laughs> cool one. Yeah. And uh, uh, I got to give it up to this person, uh, whoever you are out there. I'm sure you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was fully in character, which is to say completely stoic, completely still, lean forward slightly, zipping along that one wheel, prop knife in his hand, held at his side very confidently. <laughs> I saw him for a split second. But it was the most Halloween st- shit I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, I think you just gave away the uh, the the next Halloween movie, Halloween Wheels. <laughs> Halloween. That's the next one after this. Uh, Halloween Kills. Whatever yeah. this, the final Halloween will be. You'll just hear. Oh God. <laughs> He's- <laughs> He's coming. He's right behind us. Quick, run uphill. <laughs> He's still moving, but not as fast. Quick, go upstairs. It's somehow scarier. <laughs> I, I, it cracked me up when you when you messaged that. <laughs> and then I immediately was like, I remember seeing a gif of Michael Myers on a hoverboard. I got to watch <laughs> And surely you you have found it. And of course the, the Michael Myers I saw was was definitely more he he was more fit and uh definitely looked the part. He was very tall. Um Well you sure it wasn't the fact he was on a giant wheel a couple of, like, <laughs> like no, that six just... inches in the air. That just made him look extra, extra tall. Like he was some sort of uh, basketball playing Michael 
is that, oh, that going to be is that going to be in one of the movies where he just dunks on someone and then people are like, "Whoa, Michael Myers, you're good at basketball." Oh, that was a hand you used. Yeah, it's pretty much the plot to Teen Wolf, except a lot more murder. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and he'll still play basketball on that like one wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, whoever who Universal Universal. If you're listening. We're listening. We're here. If you're listening, come at come get us. We got so many ideas. And look, I'm speaking from personal experience. That's how you write a good story. Exactly. Like you could you could literally say based off a true story. And you would be <laughs> correct. Yeah. Uh, but or enough of least, my tangent. I mean un- unless you want to do inspired by true events, which also works, you know. I would let's can, do that so we have a little bit of creative license. Yeah, you can end up in space that way. That's fair. Exactly. And that's where we want to go. Um obviously. obviously. <laughs> But uh, let's let us uh, let us reverse out of this cul-de-sac that I've brought us into, and uh, get back on track because today, as you said so eloquently, eloquently <laughs> messed up eloquently. Uh, yes, um, in your uh, intro, we are talking about video game villains. Now, this is our personal list. We are not going to arbitrate to you what your list should be. I encourage you. Uh, where if you, or you are out there to maybe take this time and write a list of your own, follow along with us. Um, so, as you said, another list episode, but you hinted it at a twist. And indeed, mm-hmm. there is a juicy twist, because not only are we going to be counting down our personal favorite top ten video game villains, but at each number... We are going to put those two head-to-head and have a little debate about who would win. That's right. We're going to fight mono e mono sort of <laughs> Yeah, I thought that you, when you proposed it, I was like, hmm. And then immediately I was just all like... <laughs> You know what, Forrest? That's a pretty good idea. Oh, and ho, ho! I'm going to have that framed and put on my wall. You could, but I'll charge you. No, boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you got to give the devil his due. <laughs> it's it, it's <laughs> on brand for this episode. Yes. So, um, so with that, I wanted mm-hmm. to be known that I did not change my list. Me um, neither. I wrote it early beforehand because, you know, after we had our whole top 10 TV land vehicles, uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to need a good solid two weeks to be able to figure <laughs> yeah, this one out. I don't wanna... The feelings of regret uh, are still sticking with me after that episode, so I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, it looked like, you know, my office looked like the lone gunman's office from X-Files. Covered in papers, you know, like graphics. Red yarn everywhere. Exactly, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. just like strung out on coffee, be like, well, I really did like this, but I (laughs) really hated this one. Oh, let's go from there. And then I found a a method to my madness, and I'd be interested to hear how you came about your list. Um, It was tough. It was uh, it was tough stuff. Uh, I focused on games that I've, I've played, yes. obviously. Yeah. Um, that was an important criteria. Um, but 
I basically, how I went about it is I just tried to remember all the games I played, and the villains that stuck out in my memory are the ones that I, I put down there. Yeah, I agree. That's about how I did it. So this is this list is not necessarily indicative of my favorite video games of all time. No. These just are definitely like villains that stuck out. We didn't really do like henchmen henchmen. So like no shy guys, you know, no. like no uh, zombie from, you know, Resident Evil. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> you know, they got to like, be bosses. Yeah, like something that you've either, you know, had the face or you had the deal with. So that's how I built this list, and I figured that's how you did it too. So this this is gonna go all over the place for sure. Yeah, um, mine as well. And before we get started, I want to point out that as always, as all we do with all of our list based shows, John and I have not given a hint or shown each other any portion of the list prior to taping. So this will be as big of a surprise as it is to us as it is to you. But sh- should we say that if you, if we have a, uh, a, a shared villain, we will celebrate it. Um, mm, yeah, absolutely. And if it happens to be in the same spot, everyone should feel the need who, uh, who imbibes in alcohol to take a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If that's if you what don't, you're doing for your drinking game, that's the time that you drink. But if you don't, you'll be sober as a t- the poper. <laughs> yeah, more, more than likely in this case. Uh, video games is where uh, I would say uh, you and I like diverge the most. We obviously like some series, but you know, sky's the limit. I think with video games. Oh yeah, one. it's gonna be. I predict it's gonna be all over the place. This is probably one of the lists where there will there will be very few intersections. That's my bet uh, right off the bat here. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Excellent. So, do we? Uh, shall we jump right in? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, no spoilers. You'll figure this shit out. Uh, go look these people up if you don't know who they are. I'm kidding. We'll tell you a little something about them. <laughs> yeah. But hey, but uh, if you don't know anyone on here, go look it up. Maybe play the game. Maybe you'll like it. Yeah. So let's kick it off with. I'm the bad guy. Number 10! Alright. My number 10. Here's your number 10. John's number number 10 10 most favorite video game villain. So, like we talked about, this list is everything. It's either being frustrated in playing them or, like, notable villains that I remember or whatever. So, number 10 is the crazy mad scientist with an incredibly high IQ, but also love chasing animals for some strange reason, Dr. Robotnik, or uh, Dr. Eggman, depending on how you want to go cook, from Sonic. Ooh, good choice. Dr. Eggman. I I prefer Robotnik myself. Me, Me too, me too. Um... You know, I just hated the dude. I hated how he taunted me. He was like, like one of the first bosses I truly like remember remember fighting. And you know, every time he knocked my fucking rings out, I'd be like, "God damn you, Robotnik! Damn you!" And every time you'd just be like, "How did how did he get all this money?" 
Like, how is he doing this? Is he going to the little casino world and, you know, like, betting big? Like, how, how can he afford all this shit? So, yeah. <laughs> he just always used to, what's the word, vex me. In a mm, way. Quite vexing. You know, but he was a great foil for uh, Sonic, where Sonic was blue and short, you know, Robotnik was squat and red and all that good stuff. So, Dr. Robotnik, my number 10. Fantastic. Great choice for your top 10. Uh, Number 10 for me, Jack Fontaine, a.k.a. Atlas, from Bioshock. Oh, shit. Under the disguise of Atlas, this charismatic leader of the downtrodden, or so he led you to believe, manipulates you throughout the entire game, throwing into question the entire objective-based game structure of most first-person shooters. And at the end, you actually get to... He turns into a bit of an Atlas himself, a giant golden dude that you have to fight. And uh, he's on my list because... Uh, I, I really felt betrayed and manipulated by him at the end of that game. Uh, I've had friends that have said they saw that twist coming from a mile away. Um, but for me, I was like, wait, wait, why am I doing this? Why do I just do things? Like I got a, a objective marker. I just do everything people say. Oh my God, my life is a lie. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my number ten. <laughs> I love it. And so, uh, I, I'm going to let a little cat out of the bag. I've never played Bioshock. Well, well <laughs> spoiler alert. But <laughs> That's the big twist. Well, here's, here's a spoiler for you about that. I wasn't planning on playing it anyway, so... Okay, good. good. I'm glad. I'm good on that. But anyone else who heard that, uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We forgot our we forgot our our, uh, our typical spoiler alert. I well, guess we we'll just take no the- we said no spoiler alerts. You should play the games, yada yada, at the end. So uh, fair enough. <laughs> I guess just maybe to reinforce spoilers? that. Yeah. I guess maybe. Yeah. Okay. Our our list will likely have spoilers in it. Maybe for each other. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, but um, so so keep that in mind. Uh, there's okay. a couple of ones that I that I talk about that would probably spoil the the properties upon which they are based pretty significantly. So if you hear me talk about somebody that you like, just skip forward like 15 seconds. It'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's it's just a game. Play it. See how you get there. Yeah, it's the journey. Yeah, it's the journey, not the uh, whatever. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You get it. You're fine. Exactly. All right. So, so, so are we arguing this? How are we doing this? Well, uh, let's just see. Well, what do you think? Let's. I'd love to hear your opinion first. Doctor Robotnik versus uh, Jack Fontaine from from uh, Bioshock. Yeah, I'm gonna go Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, you know, like I, lasers and bunch of crazy yeah. shit. You know, like. Like, high-tech weaponry. I understand, you know, the Bioshock is all... I mean, it's steampunk-powered, I guess. Uh, Or at least 20,000 leagues under the sea. But, like, Robotnik's way ahead of that shit. Oh, and sorry, it's Frank Fontaine. Sorry, I said Jack. I don't know why, but it is Frank Fontaine. FF. Um... So, uh, don't come at me. But I agree. I think there's... You'll find no argument from me here. Um... 
uh, Frank Fontaine uh, is mostly manipulating you through a keyword or a, or a trigger word. Uh. Um, and uh, so it's uh, if he doesn't have that like implanted memory in you, uh, I think you're fine. <laughs> I think you just oh, well, Dr. Robotic would hit him with a, uh, a giant wrecking ball. Uh, from his hover shift, and that would be it uh, for old Frankie Fontaine. Well, all right. I, I have added a star by my name for a win. We will tabulate, and whoever gets the most will have to buy the other one something to drink. Through, no, uh, fair enough. Through Drizzy? Drizzly. <laughs> Drizzly, that's it. Drizzly. It's got a bear logo. Drizzly. Yeah. Can I get it? <laughs> Like Grizzly? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, Delivery Grizzly! No one was. <laughs> the classic <laughs> delivery bear that everybody knows about. Yeah, I always, you know, every time I'm waiting for my Amazon package, like, oh, I wonder when that bear's gonna show up. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's move on to our next one. Number nine. Uh, so, as tradition dictates, I will go first on this one. Yeah, do it. My number nine is Mr. X, a.k.a. the Tyrant from Resident Evil 2, this unstoppable terror. Uh, instead of waiting to the final fight, uh, or the final arena, I should say, to fight him, he is constantly chasing you. And once he appears in the game, you cannot relax, relax for the rest of the entire game. Uh, he initially wears a fedora and trench coat, which is fun. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> which he's is fun especially for oh he's very fashionable especially for a, a crazy zombie um but that kind of unstoppable uh terror uh, makes him my number nine hey a solid choice anyone who wears london fog is okay by me yep okay <laughs> that's a hell of a peacoat how did you find it in your size oh uh, you'd be surprised you order direct from the factory i mean stars <laughs> <laughs> let me show you <laughs> no no stay where you are i've got a grenade launcher that will make you pause for five seconds yeah and then that's it and it makes that's me it. pause thinking about this <laughs> okay all right uh this this is this is gonna be uh I don't know how mine is going to fare, but I'm going to pick him. Um, <laughs> he is the head of the Mishima th clan mm. from the Tekken series, Hihachi Mishima. Whoa, nice one. Most diabolical dickhead dad. <laughs> Whoa, that's literation. <laughs> I didn't even think about it, and I definitely didn't write that down, so good on me. Yeah, this dude was just like, to see him throw his son over a cliff, you know, like, you think his wife is all dead, and, like, they all got these demon angel powers and stuff, and then he puts on this huge, you know, like, fighting championship to go, like, beat the best and all this stuff. Like, this dude was ambitious, and he was just such a dickhead, but, you know, I loved playing as him, but... In the story modes, I love just whooping his ass. But he was even, like, a tough boss, depending on, like, the difficulty level you pick. Like, he just cheap you all the time. Just a little spinny kick, spinny kick, spinny kick, 
death punch spinning kick spinning kick spinning kick <laughs> death punch and you know he's doing it with like his old man wolverine hair where it's all just jutting out the side he's super fucking ripped he just he he also vexed me in so many ways that he had to come on this list you know as a big fighting game fan who actually plays them for the stories hachi number nine <laughs> Yeah, he, that's a good number nine. Now, how do you think they, f- if those two were to get into the arena, how do you think uh, uh, he would fare against Mr. X? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like, so here's the thing, right? Like, his son and his grandson literally turn into, like, demons that shoot lasers out of their foreheads. And he's sure. still able to block that shit. And punch that shit. And fight that shit. So, like, I would imagine those demons would be pretty tough. But even I have to admit, like, Mr. X is just, like, fucking unstoppable. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't... Like, I met... You know, this is the part where I'd imagine that Hitchhachi... Hitchhachi... Man, I'm thinking about the river now, I guess. <laughs> I imagine, like, he could... Definitely hit and dodge Mr. X. Um, but would it do anything? Those hits, would they do anything or would they, would they just... Okay. They, he, he, here's the Well, here's the question. In our hypothetical arena, are they mm-hmm. in an arena or are they in their elements? Because I, I kind of figured... A, go ahead. I mean, dude is near, you know, like... Hihachi's like near a, a volcano. <laughs> so I just figured he'd like just, he could definitely dodge Mr. X. Like I feel he, like Hihachi you know, would, would throw Mr. X into the volcano and he would right. dust his hands off and he would go home and he'd pour himself a nice drink. He'd put yeah. his slippers on and then about right. bam, Mr. X would just come through the wall and you'd be like, how did you survive this? That doesn't make any sense. Did he just do it again? I don't know. Like, um, well, what what are their arena? What's their hypothetical arena? Just so that way I can cut that variable out. Because it has to be like a neutral, like just on a street. I imagine. Oh, well, I, th- it, well, I mean, I don't know. He's pretty crafty. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, uh, Mister X is so relentless. I think even I have to admit, he probably would eventually just wear down. Hachi, to the point where he'd just be like, like, you know, on top of a rooftop or something, and he'd be like, what do you got? Right, that's Hachi, and then, you know, like, Mr. X just winds up and knocks his head off, a la Jason, and, like, Jason goes to, you know, Jason takes Manhattan, just punches his head right off, so even (laughs) I'm arguing for you, which I shouldn't be doing, but in this instance, (laughs) I'll give you... Well, I'm glad we could come to a consensus on that one. Okay, so one for each of us, we're, uh... One, one for one, but uh, let's move on to number eight, and why don't you share your number eight video game villain with us? All right, so my number eight video game villain is the first villain I ever met. Ooh. He's the one that was the most despicable. How dare he abscond with a young princess and take <laughs> her far away into a castle and then have to deal with the likes of a... A plumber? That's right. I'm picking Bowser. Nice. He's literally the first villain I fought. A lot of fun. 
seem like, I mean, not a lot of motivation, but definitely was difficult to get to him at my young age. So I was always happy when I could. So Bowser, uh, pick, pick your poison. Probably if I had to pick the Super Mario game, probably Super Mario 3. The Bowser from three. Yeah. That's a good that is a solid pick, especially from three when he has his uh his his retinue of uh of of uh, homicidal children who are after you as well. And then yeah, they have all sorts of powers. Uh, yeah. duplication, magic. They are uh an unstoppable force in in uh in and of themselves. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Well, I, you know, well, this is going to be tough. My number eight is going to be tough because I don't think this character's abilities are well-defined, and I think that will be tough to judge, but we'll see. Is it the Silver Surfer? No. (laughs) Uh, But close. No, not at all. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, uh, My number eight is the G-Man from Half-Life. If you're paying attention... He's all over Half-Life, pulling the strings and observing you, Gordon Freeman. He also, at the end of Half-Life, spoilers, spoilers, he uh, captures Gordon Freeman and puts him in a bit of a dimensional limbo, only to pull, pull him out years later to continue his machinations. Machinations which are largely, to this day, a mystery. Unless they're not, <laughs> according to... Uh, Unless you've played Alec or uh, whatever Half Life Alex, and I haven't finished that yet, and maybe there's the answer there. So if I if that's the case, please forgive me. But um, likely the G Man story will never be fully resolved. Yeah, you're so, never seeing a three, so nope. that's the end of that. But uh, as he says. Uh, it, in this fight between G-Man versus Bowser, is he the wrong man in the right place? Can he make all the difference? I like you dropping all those references. I don't have a single clue. I have no attachment to Half-Life. Yeah, <laughs> well, None. he's None. seemingly able to transport people to a dimension where all of there's like 10 of the hardest enemies from half-life and they all just shoot rockets at you until you explode i mean bowser has warp technology too that's true that's true and you know it depends on which bowser you're thinking of because he has all sorts of different different uh sizes i mean you figure he's bigger arguably physically stronger he can shoot fire from his mouth um yeah really usually the tippy top of his head is his weakness uh and i don't really know who the g-man is but i think the g-man would be like oh gee i'm dead um (laughs) when facing against the might of bowser so the i agree with you uh, if we're talking about just a physical battle uh but the thing about the G-Man is he seems to always know all the stuff that is going to happen. And uh, he seems to exist outside of space and time. So, I guess I'm, I'm what I would giving, say... <laughs> go ahead. I'm not giving this a knot. 
at a certain point, his physical ass would have to show up somewhere in this new this street corner where they're like, "Hey, fuck you, we're gonna fight." <laughs> All right, uh, you know what? Hard to argue with that. It's just it's, the G Man is just so nebulous in terms of power set and what his weaknesses are. I think we're just gonna have to give this one to Bowser. I'll take it. Hmm. All right. So. Let us proceed on to number seven. Number seven, for me, going back to the Resident Evil franchise, is a bit of a newcomer. Oh. That's right. The Internet's favorite giant lady is my number seven. Lady Dimitriesque from Resident Evil 2 Village. Isn't it, uh, is go it ahead. eight? Yes, it's Resident Evil 8. And... Uh, well, uh, she is not the final villain of, of the game. She is by far the most interesting of the bunch. And not only because of the nostalgia of playing Resident Evil in a mansion once again, but as her uh, confidence slowly devolves into fury, the true scariness begins. Uh, she, Much like Mr. X, she chases you around a mansion and is seemingly unkillable. Um, I won't spoil any more than that, but they're... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is a fair spoiler warning, I think. Uh, but her, she is uh, like uh, something like eleven feet tall. Okay. And uh, her uh, fingers turn into knives. Okay. And she cannot be hurt by any sort of uh, bullets of any kind. So uh, that is my number seven, Lady Dimitrievsky. All right. What do you got? What do you well, got for number seven? Well, number seven, I had to really think. I had to go back, and I, I went back to the Dreamcast for this one. Oh, dang. Yeah. I was just like, who did I hate on the Dreamcast? Who did I hate? And it immediately came to me. Like, I didn't even need to think about it for a second. I'm choosing Kane from Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Oh, once protagonist becomes your mortal enemy with his new dark powers that have corrupted him. He literally became the ruler of Nosegoth. You might say you could be sympathetic to that. A super vampire with magical powers. Kane is an unstoppable force in his own right, except for the part where you kill him. But that's <laughs> fine. You gotta stop him at some point. Yeah. Oh, so, good choice. I wish I had thought of that game. I hated that guy. I love hate, uh, Asriel. I I hate it. You know, you know, or whatever his name look, is. Everyone knows how much I hate vampires. Everyone knows how much I hate them. But I, I, you know, like I play games with a minute, and you know, playing this one, I was like, fuck this guy. I can't wait to kill you. And that was one of the few games that made me like trudge through all the multicolored green texture sewage and everything to walk through that thing just to defeat him. But Kane, I definitely hated his guts. I had to go with him. And he is a vampire, so it just added on to my whole need to destroy him. So Kane. That's awesome. And it is funny that our both of our number sevens are both vampires. Yeah. I, uh, when you lady, were saying that... 
Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when you were saying that, I was like, isn't she one or something? I don't remember. Kinda. In a manner of speaking. As much as uh, Resident Evil can do vampires, uh, she is a... She is a vampire. Um, so, who do you think would win? Kane. And before you say anything, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Kane. Because... Uh, while I think uh, Lady Dimitriesk would put up a a good showing, uh, she is incredibly strong and and cunning. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she has a weakness in which Kane could easily exploit. All he has to do is find her three daughters that are made out of flies, <laughs> and um, like big flies or like regular size flies. Well, they, well, it's like they're kind of big, but they're gross, like. Are they a bunch uh, like of horse flies? flies? Or, or yes. are they like a giant fly or like a no, they are of a bunch of little flies? They are like a human made out of crawling flies. Yeah, yeah, he'll find them. Kane, Kane. The, the, the twist is, the twist is that he has to expose them to sunlight in order to make them vulnerable. Yeah, you could do that. But he also can't be exposed to sunlight, so I guess you could just be like, I don't worry about this blanket. I'm just gonna carry this. It's like a it's a comfort thing for me. Anyway, smash this window and put the blanket over. <laughs> I think no, like Kane I think is uh, hip enough to use sunscreen. Well, no. right. If we learned one thing from our review of Blade, is that all a vampire truly needs is good sunglasses and uh, some decent sunscreen, and you're good to go. Yeah, motorcycle leathers. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Boom, done. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, I'm gonna concede this one. I think uh, I think Kane wins. He's just he's been a vampire for longer, way longer, and you know he's got swords and he's got magic. So, you know, like, maybe some of them spells he could probably break. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm just I'm just going with that. Though, uh, I've not played Village, and now I don't need to. Um, <laughs> no, no, that doesn't really... She's the first boss, so that doesn't really spoil anything. Way to keep spoiling more shit! <laughs> I didn't know how many bosses there were! I didn't know there well, were horse flies still in don't. It. Well, no. All right. Okay. Okay. Kane, I'm taking it. Woo-hoo. Okay. But let's move on to your number six. Good job on the victory, but let's hear number six. Uh, I said I'd celebrate. Celebrate <laughs> with this choice. So, this guy, I remember playing this game. This was at a point in my life where I was playing things in harder difficulty because I felt like I had to be a real gamer. And. This fight always felt cheap, but it was in a world that I love so much that, like, I kept playing until I finally beat him. It's the man himself, the dude who... Execute Order 66. I'm picking the Emperor from the Force Unleashed. (laughs) I fucking hated that fight, but I did it. I played on the hardest difficulty just to beat him, but he would either bug out or trip out, or just cheat. So I had to keep grinding until I whooped his ass. But it was so worth it. After, like, going through the Force Unleashed, going like, I don't know, man, this game is kind of, you know, something. And then getting to that point, he drove me nuts. And I was like, well, 
I think he's probably one of the better villains just in moviedom. I think he's a good villain for video gamedom too. And it's one of the few games I've played. So the Emperor of the Force Unleashed. Ooh, that is a great choice. I think this is going to be a fun matchup. Because oh. my number six is Lavos. The final boss from Chrono Trigger. While Lavos lacks a distinct personality, he uh, spans time and uh, also... Oh boy, I feel like I'm spoiling everything, but... Uh, spoiler alerts for Chrono Trigger, the game that is uh, came out in the 90s, so you should have played it by now. But uh, he kills the main character. The character that you make and name in the game. Uh, you know, about three quarters of the way through the game. So, I mean, I, I, very few villains on this list could make the same claim. Uh, but he's about the size of a building. Um, okay. And uh, has multiple... Uh, multiple different guises, multiple different stages of uh, of forms, different forms, and um, is responsible for ending the world in any number of ways. So, there you go, Lavos, the uh, the ancient space parasite that ends the world. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, it's tough, right? <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I mm, like. I mean, the emperor's pretty powerful, but he only is really powerful if he is surrounded by morons. <laughs> that's no, that's not true, right? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, that's not really true. No, you're right. That's not fair. It's not fair, and it's not true. I mean, like, I mean, he is surrounded by stupid people, but he himself is uh, grossly intelligent, especially to be able to start the machinations he did. That being said, I don't know if he's like, how old's this thing? Uh, let's see. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, arri- Lavos arrives, um, in the year 65 million BC. Ah, yeah. So he don't got that level of, uh, hanging around time, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, like Palpatine's, yeah, he's, he's been, a, he's been on the block. But in that length of time, he hasn't even waken up from, uh, he hasn't even been born yet, um, to walk down the street to get around the block. Um, other words, I'm trying to say that's a, that's a big time discrepancy. Um, (laughs) so as I'm not familiar with Lavos, but I imagine he's probably protected against elemental attacks. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah, All sorts. I'm. Do not think he is, uh, I don't think lightning is something that he is, uh, weak against. What, what about force bubbles in the brain? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't even know if Lavos has a brain. Well, see, so you need to stop picking people who are amorphous blobs with no sorts of bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll let uh, people listening who knows Lavos and the Emperor 
to tell me which one they think would win in a fight. It's hard for me to... Like, I, I don't have really any context. Like, what can Lavos do? Uh, He's got, like, uh, beams and henchmen. And as I said, he has multiple in, uh, nigh-impenetrable shells that you have to get through before you get to that juicy core. But I'll give it... I mean, if the Emperor was somehow able to get through those outer uh I mean, he's things, got a lightsaber, right? That's like, true. It's possible... It would be, you know what? I'm tempted. I so I know both of these characters fairly well. Please, and I, I'm I, I tempted don't to give this one a draw. I mean, I feel like the emperor is pretty fucking powerful, and like a, a thing as big as a house isn't really like, you know, like to him, much like you know Yoda being like. Mm-hmm. Size matters not. <laughs> Figure that it's the same thing for the Emperor, right? Like, I mean, he was just tossing Senate chairs down like nobody's business. Yeah, uh, L- Lavos can, uh, unless you defeat his parts in the right way, he can revive uh, parts that are that are defeated. Yeah, I figure the Emperor could pick up on that. Like, I mean, that's yeah. kind of his shtick too, right? Like, Oh, you thought you killed me, huh? Well, I'm just going to shoot my body over here and come back eventually. Because the force let me rebuild myself. You know, so <laughs> I figure you can pick that. I'll take your draw. I'm not familiar enough with Lavos, but I feel like the Emperor does have some tools to fight somewhat nebulous beings. Mm-hmm. Because he, he himself controls a nebulous power. Yeah, you know, uh, I just I also was just reading up on Lavos real quick. <laughs> oh, he's got protection he, from the force. And <laughs> no, no, that's not true. But he does have. Uh, he has sort of a. Uh, he has sort of a uh, Galactus type uh, shtick. He goes to planets and drains them of their energy, um, and then produces lava spawn. So it would be a tough, you know, weirdly enough, if the Emperor did fight Lavos, he'd, he'd be doing something good. We'd all start rooting for the Emperor. Well, you know, I mean, in that case, call up my backup to Death Star. You know, just, <laughs> I kill yeah, the I'm... planet before you suck the juices out. Oh, that sounded <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they team up. So that'll be this one. Yeah, uh, the Emperor convinces Lavos to team up with him. And uh, they, uh, they they join forces. So that'll be the, the result of number six will be villains joining forces. I mean, yeah, I'll give it a draw. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Works for me. Agreed. All right. All right. We're in the top five. We're in the end game now, Tony. Here it comes. Uh, top five for me. Well, uh, I'll say this. Um, I think my top five, my my number five will be will lose. I think <laughs> to whoever your number five is. We don't know this. We don't know this. That's true. But uh, so my number five is going to be. This is going to take a little bit of explaining. But my number five is James Sunderland, aka the the protagonist quote unquote of uh silent hill 2 um 
While initially seemingly a boring and spacey protagonist, this as the story progresses, you realize that you are playing a man in deep denial, being punished by manifestations of his own guilt. And the uh, only way to beat the game is to take responsibility for murdering your wife in cold blood. <laughs> so... Um, so it's it's my number five is Jane Sunderland, but by extension, Pyramid Head, because Pyramid Head in that game only exists to uh, because it's a manifestation of uh, James's guilt over uh, killing his wife, which is something you do not figure out until the end of the game. And uh, so that he gets he's in my top five because you play through the whole game thinking you're the protagonist like you usually do in games. And it turns out you were a bit of a villain the whole time. Ah, so I see. This is this is like your shtick. This is the thing you like. <laughs> Twists. <laughs> Twist. You're looking for the M Night Shamalans. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find the well, the rest of my top five will be will not follow that. <laughs> Very much the same person. It was James Sutherland Jr. from Silent Hill Two. <laughs> Even Hillier. <laughs> okay all right um yeah i'm gonna go that i think my choice could probably beat your choice um in this instance but we'll see i'm choosing eli or as he's known in the series liquid snake oh Metal damn Gear well yeah <laughs> i mean the, the answer is pretty obvious <laughs> With an IQ of 180, speaking multiple languages, and completely and utterly trained in the ways of combat, Liquid Snake is a formidable foe. Um, I'll and say. I, and I, that's, that is probably one of my favorite game series of all time. And to have someone uh, voiced by Cam Clark... Um, and to just hear, you know, like, for me, it's like, oh, Max Sterling's talking to me. Oh, my God, he's so <laughs> dope. You know, I I love, love, love Liquid Snake. So he's my number five. Um, just because, you know, he's so cool. And, and he's got, he can rock a mullet like no one else. That's true. So I think the only way that James wins this is if, uh, is if Liquid Snake was also in Silent Hill and James just sort of neglected to save him while he was killed by Baronhead, or if somehow James and Liquid Snake got into a relationship and then mm -hmm. Liquid Snake got sick okay. and uh, his like him being sick became too much of a burden on James mm -hmm. and James mm -hmm. decided the right thing to do would be to smother him with a pillow while he was sleeping. <laughs> right. So I think uh, those are pretty specific circumstances. So I think we give it to uh, good old Liquid. Uh, yep, gonna give it to Liquid on that one. He also carries a FAMAS, which shoots lots of bullets. Um, yep. And, you know, he also has this little thing, I guess, called the Metal Gear. Um, <laughs> just a little thing. But I don't think he needed it. I think he just shoved your guy into traffic. You know? Yep. <laughs> It's like, sorry, what was his name again? What was the James? Sorry, James. And then that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I do like I the fact. I deserve this. 
this. I regret everything. I should have been more attentive, 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 attentive. Uh, I was a denial. Pyramid, it's fucking scary. Why'd I think that shit up? What's wrong with me? All right. Okay. All right. I'm taking. I'm taking that win. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. You did it. But let's not luxuriate in this celebration too long, because yeah. I'd love to hear your number four. My number four is from Needs Literally No Introduction. The Joker from Arkham Asylum. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the best Batman game we've gotten so far. I doubt we'll probably get a better one anytime soon. Um, that was Joker come to life, you know, by Mark Hamill in that world. He was just as dastardly, just as evil and like looked truly rank in that more live look he had, you know, like the, yeah. more, you know, the, the, just like, Oh, like, yeah. Uh, you know, I would hate to be like watching the news and they show the Joker on trial with like no makeup on. You know what I mean? Or like just the way his face is all contorted. Just picturing that like like flesh color scares the shit out of me. He's that would be his- gross. It was yeah. gross when Jack Nicholson did it. It would be even grosser when Boyle Joker does it. <laughs> exactly. So the Joker, Arkham Asylum, or pretty much the Arkham Asylum series because. There you go. That is a terrific choice. Uh, we'll see how he fares against my number four, which Galactus. is <laughs> right. I uh, quickly write it down. Oh, Gal- was Galactus in the game? Galactus? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, it's not Galactus. It is mm. maybe our only crossover on the list. That's right. It's Doctor Robotnik, aka whoa, Eggman. Whoa! That's right. Let's Hello. celebrate! Hello. Celebrate! It's- <laughs> right, that's even better. Yeah. Oh, I was doing the sound. I was like, wait a minute. I have. <laughs> Welcome! <Good>. Punch! <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good combo. Eggman, uh, aka Dr. Robotnik, uh, a mad scientist who traps cute animals and forces them to become killer robots. How could you not hate the guy? And as you said, when he knocks out your rings, you're like, you son of a gun. So you mustachioed little miscreant. Oh, and then like, you know, you have to watch the pattern with him just to get it right to be able to bink him upside the head. Yeah, totally annoying. Uh, excellent yeah. choice. Excellent choice. But Let- who would win? I mean, the Joker's insane. Yeah, that's true. And they, and they both kind of operate with, like, slapstick, like, mentality. Where, you know, like, Robotnik has a giant mallet, but so does the Joker have a giant yeah. mallet. But mm-hmm. also, like, the Joker... I just picture a scenario, hear me out, where, like, Robotnik... We actually discover he has a family or something, but the Joker knows this, too. So he just kidnaps Robotnik's family and tortures them on like some sort of ride. Pretty much a, uh, you know, the killing joke, but with Robotnik. <laughs> sure. I don't feel like Robotnik has anybody. 
I don't think he. I don't think he has that weakness. He's never shown no. with any sort of family. It, well, that's also Joker doesn't need that, right? Like that's something the Joker would do. Joker is is crazy. Um, I I get it, but I feel like the, the Joker's like dancing down the stairs one day. Mm-hmm. And here comes a giant car that just has a drill on the front. <laughs> What's this? Oh shit! <laughs> but then he just goes upstairs, right? And then the drill just drives through. And then he, <laughs> then he squirts like Robotnik in the face with acid. And then like Robotnik's like, why? You know, and he just <laughs> this is dies so- to acid in the face. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also, here's the thing. Just hear this. This is this is my final argument for this. It's not like okay. the Joker's not used to fighting people with gadgets. That's true. <laughs> it's kind of his, that's kind of the only thing he's used to. You know, like, um, I mean, he's literally, like, there's a whole family out there a bat family if you will dedicated to try to capture the joker and he fights them all the time and they all have wonderful toys yeah i mean the difference being that they don't they won't kill him whereas dr robotnik will definitely lead him to a room where Doctor Robot, I have to run from hydraulic press to hydraulic press, uh, trying to crush. But I mean, he is kind of tall and lanky, and also like the Joker packs heat. Like I could just see Robotnik just chilling there, and then all of a sudden you get that fucking like three foot tall revolver he had in the movie, and he just takes like one pop shot at the window and blows fucking Robotnik's brains out. Well, that's true. I mean, I think that all that would happen on his first... He would have to shoot him at least three times to do anything. The sure, first, but there's the like The first six... two times just make his mustache bug out and he gets a red face. Yeah, but let's be fair. There's like six bullets in a revolver. Six that's to eight, true. depending on what you have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least one of those is a flag. Yeah, probably. But, uh, but you never know which one. But sometimes he could even shoot the fucking flag out at you and stick that in your forehead. Yeah, you know, it's hard to when you're when you're talking about a psychopath versus uh a, a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, well, a <laughs> evil doctor cartoon <laughs> doctor and it's uh it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, I think you got to give this one to the Joker. He's always somehow coming out on top. I think in my head, if we were doing who is deadliest, the deadliest warrior, <laughs> but with the <laughs> video game vi- villains, mm-hmm. uh, I imagine the scenario playing out that, the, you know, Robotnik, like, he thinks he's crushed the Joker, and then he goes over, and it's like Game of Thrones. He just trips him, and, and Joker just splits Robotnik's skull open. <laughs> oh, God, he just beat him to death. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I also remember this version of the Joker gets high on Bane juice too. That's true. He does turn into a giant Bane monster, like, and I mean, Robotnik can't <laughs> can't beat a blue hedgehog. So maybe who physically has to assault him, and that's like all Bane Joker would do. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to the Joker on this one. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, 
All right, so put another one in the win column for you. You're up by you're up by one so far. I think I haven't been really keeping track, but uh, but I think that's the score. But let's roll into number three. We're in the top three. Things are getting serious now. And number three for me is the Harbinger from the Mass Effect series. The massive alien from the underbelly of the universe, the Harbinger is constantly one step ahead of Shepard and their crew. Uh, And what uh, he does on, or what it does to Earth in the second Mass Effect, if that's not enough to motivate you uh, to hate this giant space robot, space hand, this giant robot space hand, then uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, regardless of how what you thought of how the series wraps, wraps up, and it's a controversial third act, uh, but it's uh, hard not to argue that Harbinger's machinations are make him a excellent villain, and he's like you know the size of uh, two Empire State buildings stacked on top of each other, so that uh, gives him an edge. That's it. You only That's... picked. You only picked the person with two. Empire State Building. <laughs> well, I don't. That's a that's an informal measurement, but it, uh, you know the harbinger is quite large. What's your number three? Okay, well my number three is as tall as four Sears towers. Oh, no, I'm kidding. He's not. What? <laughs> this is our also our other overlap on the list. I pick Mister X from Resident Evil Two remake Ooh. specifically. I never felt a sense of dread more than playing that fucking game whenever he was behind me. And I I remember getting to a point going, just leave me alone. Right? <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> You're just like, Ugh. and like my heart was dum, 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 dum playing this and it just it would piss me off and then you shoot him with a grenade and you're like, ha ha! And it's, you, like you said, it's five seconds and he gets up, he's just like, and... And you're like, this is that was the best I have. The game gives me a grenade, and the grenade launcher just annoys you. I'm done. I need some grenades. <laughs> um, so yeah, the dread, everything. I while I thought he was pretty nifty in the original, and obviously tyrant from three, which you know scared the shit out of me when he could open a door. Um, this version of Mister X was just so dreadful that he had to make high on the list so uh another maybe <laughs> there we go um that being said i will give you uh your person i don't know what the fucking goes but if you're as tall as two empire state buildings you're probably not really gonna get pissed off by a somewhat little semi indestructible guy yeah, the harbinger can uh, can wipe out an entire you know colony or city, uh, and he, he commands an army of husks and various other bad guys. So, I mean, I'm not worried about the husk. I'm worried about the fact this thing is like four thousand feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> the harbinger is a is a big boy. Yeah, sounds it. So <laughs> yours, no argument. Good luck, Mr. X. We like you, but not that. <laughs> uh, ooh, right. you know what? Let's see here. Uh, Harbinger Mass Effect uh, size comparison. Okay. So let's see if we if we can get some some real uh, size compar- 
comparison for the uh, Harbinger. He is the largest Reaper, which uh, okay, which means something. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Cool. Okay. So this doesn't give me a good idea. <laughs> it's not like, what? damn. I wish they put him up next to something that I actually actually knew how uh, big it was, so that would actually help. But um. I mean, I, I can, looked up uh, some images here. He looks big, and you yep. should have led with <laughs> Reaper. Like, he is the <laughs> largest Reaper. I've been like, oh, his name is terrifying, and he's also the largest largest of whatever a Reaper is. <laughs> yep. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that makes sense to me. So we're back. Uh, we're, we're all tied up. Back, no, uh, we're, we're, tied we're, up. we're not tied up. Oh, wait. Are you still ahead by one? I'm hell of a hit. <laughs> it's just by one, though. No, it's five, two. No, uh, it's five to one because if it's a five draw, to it's a draw, one. Robotnik versus. Um, well, let's recap towards the end and we'll go okay. through the agreement. <laughs> but it's five to one and then one draw. <laughs> five, one, one draw. Well, now you get no, but now it's two because of this one. Okay, well that makes sense. Two makes sense. (laughs) Now it's two. Okay, I've won two so far. Good for me. Um, all right. So, uh, number two, you're up for number two. We're in our top two, so let's hear what is your second top video game villain of all time. So this is going to be, this is going to sound stupid, Um, but he annoyed me worse than Hitachi had, worse than any other fucking video game fighting game story boss I've ever fought. He's the worst. I remember literally playing for hours to just beat him to complete the story. And he would just keep cheaping and cheating and cheating. I almost broke a controller for this character uh, fighting against him because that's how pissed I was. I'm giving it to Shao Kahn from the Mortal Kombat series. This dude annoyed the shit out of me. And he was decadently evil. Well, that's a great choice. Um, and I, I fear this is... <laughs> This is actually awesome, but I, I fear I've shot myself in the foot with this. My choice, I'm definitely losing now. There's no hope for me. Not like I guess I technically I've lost already, but um, my number two is uh, this villain. Uh, much much like yours, really uh, was a thorn in my side, and. Uh, after you beat the sort of sub boss, you feel mm-hmm. like you're made in the shade, but no, this guy shows up and he's got all the tricks. And who's the trickiest fighting game villain of all time? That's right. It's Shang Tsung from the first <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <Fatality>. <laughs> Yeah, so I won. Uh, Let's just put a little star there. I I love (laughs) Shang Tsung. Um, He's like one of the characters I play all the time. Like when he pops out, I'm like, yeah, Shang Tsung's in it. Cool, let's go. But yeah, Shao Kahn 
Shao Kahn's whooping that dude's ass. Um, yeah, it literally happens in the fiction. So, <laughs> yeah, so but both great villains, both great from both great villains from a uh, fighting game series that could show you how to actually tell a story mode, which is outlandish but still fun and makes a lot more sense than most. That that is one hundred percent true. And even in that first game, there was enough lore. Uh, to to pull you in and keep you engaged, but when a villain could just be everyone you fought up until that point at the hardest difficulty, it makes it very frustrating. But it, exactly, <laughs> I was not laughing. But uh, uh, all right, well, this is it, everybody. We are down to our number ones. The list has gone by so quick. Very fun. I hope you all out there have had fun as well. But it is almost time for the list to be over, so let us not wait any longer. Number one for me is Calamity Ganon, and he is tied with all the other Ganons, from the King of the Gerudo, the only male in a tribe of women, to the mean Pigman from the first one. Ganon is the ultimate villain who simply cannot figure out how to beat a child whose only power is courage. <laughs> I mean, he's got a good, good sword, too, but... Uh, <laughs> he's, Ganon's got all the magic and the literally the uh, Triforce of power, and yet he cannot beat a child. So, he is my number one, and specifically, Calamity Ganon, who is more of a giant dragon-slash-force of nature that brings Apocalypse down onto Hyrule in uh, the most recent Zelda game. But uh, there we go. That is my number one. The giant, uh, the you know, uh, I don't know. He's quite big, purple, insane, evil dragon thing from Breath of the Wild. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you know, a little secret. I didn't play Breath of the Wild. Well, there you go. Uh, so uh, now I don't need to. Thanks. Nearly. Well, I mean, that's literally introduced at the, the start of the game, so not spoiling anything there. I I don't believe you. Uh, I think you just spoiled everything for me, and I'm not going to play it. Yeah. Um, like you were not going to anyway. <laughs> Go you are you are correct, sir. Okay, so that's an interesting choice. Ganon, one of the most annoying bosses to fight for sure in the uh, Zelda line, but this one sounds the most terrifying. Um, I'm dipping back in a well, but this boss fight for me was the most interesting, the most intriguing. It, it, you know, it did something I've never seen before at the time. The boss himself was generally terrifying and it just culminating in this fight. He is not the last boss of this series by any means but he was one of the most terrifying that knew what was on your memory card that's right i'm going my number one top 10 video game villain of all time for john psycho mantis Ooh, yeah wow yeah that's a boss fight to remember it just like i remember rushing to uh, blockbuster, renting Metal Gear Solid, running home and playing it for hours. And when I fought Psycho Mantis, that fight was just 
nuts. Like the fact that like, you know, before you even fight him, he's telling you some shit about yourself. Like, how do you know I played that? What's wrong with you? How you, what do you mean? I I'm lazy or, you know, like I incomplete games. How dare you psycho mantis. And then not being able to hit him at all because he could read your moves. And then, uh, spoilers having to switch the controller port. So that way he couldn't read what you were doing. Chef's kiss. Yep. Uh, definitely a historic and one of, I think arguably one of the best boss fights of all time. I never had a PlayStation, so he didn't make it to my list because I only got to hear about that fight secondhand and reading about it in video game magazines. Um, but uh, who cares about all that drivel? Who would win? I'm going to give it to the giant building-sized dragon. Uh, I'm going to give it to Psycho Mantis. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. nah. yeah. He's beaten by a guy with a gun. You don't... He doesn't... Yeah, uh, but that's after he doesn't win in that matchup. Him. What does a dragon do who can't ever hit him because Psycho Mantis could fuck with his mind? Yeah. I'm assuming well, your this... Calamity Ganon has a brain. And he's I don't really know. By... He's more of like a source, force of nature in this one. Well, that's even worse. No control. And he's beaten by a little dude with a sword. Right? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Calamity Ganon on this one. I think if you're just... Yep, that could. <laughs> People <laughs> agree. Yeah, I mean, I like, look, I don't play... Obviously, I don't play, like rpgs anymore or you know really at all sure so i'm not used to fighting a bunch of world killing bosses that's why sephiroth isn't on my list right Everyone's yeah like, like i said i didn't have a playstation so that's yeah. why he's not on my list either i mean i played uh resident or not resident evil <laughs> was good final fantasy <laughs> the classic sephiroth yeah the classic sephiroth you know him shooting zombies you know, I played the remake, but he wasn't even in that. He looked like a badass, but I didn't want to be like, oh, Sephiroth. I never played that <laughs> game. So, like, I don't have any world-shaking bosses. So, if it's some sort of nebulous uh, construct that you seem to like fighting a lot, I don't know how I beat that. So, uh, <laughs> but, to be fair. Not like it matters. Yeah, it's not like it matters. One-handily. Yes. But... He, but yeah, that's it but oh i was no, just putting the, i was putting the minus right there to give you your points on my score <laughs> thank you yeah, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh so as you said let's recap our list we had frank fontaine from bioshock versus dr robotnik mm-hmm. and we agreed that dr robotnik wins that matchup yep yep uh mr x versus Hihachi. Yep, and we agreed Mr. X wins that fight. Yep, yep, and that's for sure. The G-Man from Half-Life. Versus Bowser. Uh, of course, versus Bowser. Yep, yep, that also makes sense. Uh, Lady Dimitrieska versus Kane. And Kane wins. Yep. He's the older vampire. He's got all the powers. Yeah, I mean, Lavos uh, versus right. the Emperor. That they team right. up. Yep, so yep. That's a draw. <laughs> that's a draw. Yep. We got uh, uh, Wimpy James husband. Sunderland, abusive <laughs> murderer, cold-blooded murderer James Sunderland versus yep, yep. Uh, Liquid Snake. Uh, Liquid Snake, right, yeah. And of course, Liquid Snake uh, wins that matchup by a country mile. Mm -hmm. 
We got uh, Dr. Robotnik versus Liquid... What's that? Liquid Snake? <laughs> he's back again. He's, he's pissed. He's taking more blood. Versus, <laughs> versus the Joker, of course. And we gave that and, to the Joker? Yep, yeah, because of, of the series he came from, he gets all... He has extra Joker powers, so he, he wins that one. Harbinger uh, comes out on top on number three. Yep. Because uh, he's uh, huge. Yep, and uh, Shao Kahn handily beats Shang Tsung. <laughs> yep, he does it even in the lower of the game, so hard to argue that one. And of course, uh, Calamity Ganon. Uh, just uh, too massive uh, to for Psycho Mantis to fight, but hey, if uh, if Ganon went his, in any of his other forms, uh, Psycho Mantis probably would have won. I mean, Ganon has magic, and he's not necessarily human, but... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know, man. When someone can read your thoughts or fuck with your brain, it's kind of hard to get ahead. And also, like Psycho Mantis, besides just throwing shit, I'm sure knows how to use a gun. And I'm sure Ganon's never fought against the magic of gunpowder, like a boomerang. Not that I remember, <laughs> right? Like a boomerang, I can see that. Like, oh, that's annoying. But well, he did have giant bombs thrown at him, so well, not really the same thing, but. uh it doesn't really matter because uh, you ran away with that one. So I owe you some sort of beverage when we see each other next, and I won't forget. Yep, I won't forget either because I'm always mooching for some booze. <laughs> uh, give me what I owed. Um, one booze, please. I'll take one booze, bartender. Yeah. Uh, Let me see one uh, double a booze. In single glass, please. <laughs> I want booze in a blender. Hmm? <laughs> Put some ice in there. I don't care. Just hey, give it to me. Yeah. Just give me the bottle. My my whole favorite part about this whole list thing with the with mm. the extra added who would win in a fight is exactly why I hate all who would win in a fight uh, matchups ever. <laughs> because it's hard to determine it's because in no conceivable way does it make sense yeah, i'm like true. you know like unless you if you were like harbinger versus lactis or something yeah right you know like yeah, something yeah, yeah. scale to scale wise makes sense but i used to hate getting into arguments where someone would be like who'd win in a fight m bison or magneto and I'd be like, Magneto, like, why is this yeah. even a question? Like, well, uh, uh, M. Bison can do his psycho thing. Yeah, and he's got metal shin guards. And what does Magneto control? Metal. He just, yeah. like, turn him into a little meatball. <laughs> Flick his ass into space. But, it, oh, no, M. Bison's tougher. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's got some power. <laughs> it's just like, okay, if that's the all argument. All right, all right. You know, so it was It was always this. Always that, this cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree. I think that, you know, it's... Uh, it was a funny way to do it, but uh, I think... Yeah, I I think everybody who yeah, I think everybody who was was meant to win in these uh, matchups uh, came out on top. So uh, fun stuff. Really enjoyed it, and I hope everyone out there enjoyed it as well. I hope you made up your own list and followed along. Uh, if you want to share that list with us, I encourage you to do so. We've got all sorts of social media on Twitter, 
on Instagram. And you can even email, email us if you want. Those links are in the show notes. But I think that'll do it for us this week. So, number one, we're going to thank Burton M6 for the incredible theme song. So great. And he's got a Fiverr page, and he will make music for you if you pay him. And he's a great collaborator, so check him out. The link is in the show notes. Um, We also want your money. <laughs> so, <laughs> or, and your support. Your support and uh, of any s- sort matters to us quite a, bit, a great deal. So if you want to buy stuff from us, we've got a merch store. There's a fun t-shirt up there uh, that's got a cool logo done by yours truly um and then you can get various fun quotes from the podcast if you're a fan you can sport some of that merch and show off your uh show off your bona fides to other people who won't know what you're talking about um and you know if you don't want to spend money on this show that you consume totally for free uh then please go out and tell a friend and spread the word because that is just as valuable to us and of course we appreciate everybody who listens and uh, just by listening uh you're already our hero um so as we like to say at the end of every show we hope Wherever you are, there. Oh, oh boy, Where? I'll get this right someday. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, wherever you are out there, however you choose to listen to us, we hope that you are happy. We hope that you are healthy, and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, whatever villains you choose, they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they're all right. But don't ever let it be a. <laughs> like Psycho Mantis versus an amorphous cloud. <laughs> of course. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.